What's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1098 of Ask Pat 2.0. Uh, we're closing in at the end of the year here, and this is my favorite time of Ask Pat because we get to ask how people who have been on the show earlier in the year, how they've been doing, what have they been up to, where are they now? And today we're speaking with Connie Neal, who was coached in 1062 way back in, let me see when this published, this was back in uh, April, April 4th, her episode came out, and we are now in November, and some stuff has happened, some really interesting stuff and she's making a pivot, and we talk about this pivot, where it comes from, and why, in this case, it makes sense for her to pivot away from what she had been doing, which, for a reminder, for those of you who might not have heard about that episode, and we do go over a little recap in the beginning here about where she was and what she had done and what advice she took, and she did get some results and did a lot of things, but Connie had created this thing called a dream box, and it is a physical box with a number of things inside of it that parents can bring to their kids to help them dream and dream big and extract all the imagination that they might have about their future. And uh, a really neat idea, and Connie had actually sent me and my kids, well, just my kids, but she sent them to me. I would love a dream box too, though. But uh, she sent my kids a couple, and you'll hear some of the feedback that I had for her in this episode as well. And then that big pivot, like we talked about, and really made me smile at the end when we discovered kind of her new path. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Catching up with Connie Neal. Hey, Connie, welcome back to Ask Pat 2.0. I'm excited to catch up with you. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm really grateful for this opportunity because, boy, I have questions to ask Pat. Well, this is why we're here. This is why we're here. So why don't you give us a quick update since episode 1062 when you were talking about your dream box. I also have something in my hands related to that that I'm sure you'll get to. So why don't you tell us what's going on? Okay. I presented an idea to you last time that I was very enthusiastic about and that I want to share with families of young children. And your homework assignment to me was to be able to turn it into one sentence. <laughs> yes, which is difficult. And so I have my one sentence, which would be a good way to summarize that. The Dream Box is a special box designed to bring your family together to dream, to encourage each other, overcome obstacles, celebrate victories, and achieve worthwhile goals. Beautiful. I did okay on my one sentence. Yeah, how does that feel to you? Because I know that was a challenge because when you explained the dream box to us last time, it was like, it does this and that and then then there's this thing over here. And so how does it feel to have that all kind of encompassed into one sort of uh, scribe or sentence? That was so difficult and so helpful, so clarifying. And the other thing you told me to do is make it as simple as can be. And so I thought, how could I do that? And the process of doing that really helped me clarify my thinking, but I boiled it down to a two minute, 48 second explainer video with little stick figures and music. So I actually boiled it down to its essence so that I can now say to someone, if you wanna know what it is in under three minutes, here's what it is. And so I did create that and I tested it and that helped me clarify my thinking on that. So you say you tested it, you shared it with others and, and what were their, what was their response? I shared it with a few others. Okay. I put it on my personal Facebook page, sent it to my trusted advisors. I have about five people, my family and best friend. And 
got their feedback. And my daughter, Neil, who is the most critical, but the sharpest eye on things with the internet, she's like, mom, that is the best description of the dream box I've ever seen. Anybody can understand it. So I felt like, yes. So thank you for forcing, not forcing me, you didn't force me, but, but encouraging, directing me. Yes. Encouraging me. That's great. That Well, that's wonderful news because that's one of the ch- most challenging things is to get that messaging right and to make things simple for people. And then also new is I have this instruction manual or instruction guide in my hands as well. And you were so kind enough to offer a dream box to my family. So I have one for Kai and I have one for Keone. And we recently cracked it open and, and we just loved exploring all that was in there. Um, it would have been helpful to have this guide, which I got later from you. But um, all things considered, like I love the vision still and uh, I'm excited to see what you do with it. So where are you at now? What, what's on your mind? Things are going? Yes. Well, I've hit pause for the moment. And what I'm wanting to explore with you is the question, at what point do you pivot and put something on a back burner and move something else to the forefront? And I wanted to get the heart of the people that I want to serve. I wanted to look into the eyes of parents with young kids and really try to get my head around, I want to serve them, I want to help them and stay true, like in Superfans. I read Superfans and I I really found it so helpful. Thank you. And it was that part of, I want to give these people, I want to help them meet their felt needs, you know, so I needed to know what they're feeling. So I volunteered to work at a Dave Ramsey smart parents event. I was the greeter. And so I got to watch these parents come in and they were, they were concerned and they were eager to learn, but they looked so tired and so busy and frantic. And I really got a sense of that pace. I looked at it and I realized what I'm giving them with the dream box. I think it's maybe too complicated. It's maybe too complex still. How can I make this less pressure not one more thing that they feel like, yeah, well, if I did that, I'd be helping my kids. But, you know, I'm too busy and it's one more thing on my guilt list. So I thought, no, I need to make this easier. That's where I got to discussing it with my family. And they said, hey, when we first started the Dream Box, we did it as a family. So there'd be less pressure. If you're the only parent helping this one child reach their dreams, that's a lot of pressure. So I revised it a little bit and created a family Dream Box game where I treated it like a game. And then I wrote an instruction manual that I put up on Kindle and CreateSpace, although I don't know that I've made it public yet, but I just created it. It exists. You hold the paperback in your hand. And and that, I thought, would make it at least easily accessible. Got it. So that's what I'm holding in my hands. It's actually the game instruction guide. Yes. Which is why it says, like, how to play. And this is a, this is not a competitive game. It's a... Yes. Ooh, I really like that that kind of rework. And and I think the the beauty of this, and you're gonna have to go through the same process of testing and sharing and kind of getting feedback with this new direction. But number one, this is a good sign because you're pivoting as a result of you listening and paying attention. That's huge. And it also seems like that your gut is involved with this as well, which is, you know, your intuition with what is needed and where things should go and how things should be a little bit more refined. So how much of your gut plays a role in, in these decisions that you're making versus sort of what you're noticing out there? I know they play together, but like, what does your gut tell you? Uh, my gut tells me that I need to 
do some more refining before we talked last time about finding influencers to promote this. My gut tells me, wait until it's ready to give them a quick win. And I feel like there are stepping stones. I've created the online course. So I have the end of the road, like if you want to really learn all the concepts and the parenting ideas behind it, I have that part. But the stepping stones to make it easy to start and get there. And so my gut and my conversations go together, but I'm really seeing that, for example, my best friend is a grandmother and totally wants to support me. She's had a dream box like your two kids, my kids, and my best friend, Kim, has her dream box. She hasn't been able to get to it. And so I'm like, you know what? I've got to figure out what that problem is and solve it. And so my gut is just telling me, take the time this needs to make it easy for people to succeed and to do what you said, you know, of giving them that quick win. On that one, just a little note, a little question. One of the ideas we had to give a quick win would be to give the kids a stack of cards that would be sample dream cards. Like, would you like to dream of building a model of the Millennium Falcon? Okay, here's the stops, here's the goes, kind of a starter so they don't have to just pull it out of the air or reveal things that they might be afraid might not be, you know, a dream is a very personal thing. Right, right. I like the idea of handing something to the kids early to just have them at least think with no worry of having to make a decision. I think that's where the beauty of the dream box is, is, is there's no right answer, right? It's kind of, it's it's based on you. So having these talking points or cards to just get, get kids to think is really cool. So to have the kids share, oh, that would be, that would be awesome. And then parents can come in and say like, well, tell me why like being an engineer on the Millennium Falcon will be awesome. Or you might find a kid that says, no, I have no interest in that. Oh, well, tell me why. And through all of this, I imagine self-discovery and parental discovery of a child's sort of personality of what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. And that's kind of the whole point here. And I'll be honest with you, when my wife and I cracked open the dream boxes for the kids, we were a little overwhelmed. And I'm sure you're getting this kind of feedback too. It's like, okay, where do we start? So you're taking care of that. Here's the, here's what to do first. And then it was like, how long is this going to take? Because like you said, we're so busy with, with other things. And, you know, is this going to take six hours to do to get started and then it's like upkeeping another hour every week or like if you could give us some guidance on how number one easy this is to start with and and making it easy but number two it's like what's the time commitment this is why you see on every single game board game you know 20 minute game or you know monopoly is like you know four hour game because you know the board game space would be very interesting for you to kind of do some research on because they are competing against so many other people and so many other games. And not that you're competing with anybody because your your product is very unique, but they are mastering the idea of making it so simple for a person to understand what this game can do. And that's where you can learn from, even to the point where the instructions, like we got a game the other day called Acuity, which involves like pattern recognition and, and stuff like that. And it was just like a one-page instruction manual with pictures and it was just like oh this is so easy and and here let's set it up and we were able to play like a game in in 15 minutes right away so taking a lead from those people who are putting loads of dollars and research into that you can kind of piggyback off of that and and model this game and again i love the idea of it's a game because games are fun kids want to play games 
And this way you kind of get the, the kids excited about it too. There's so many things to unpack here. What are your thoughts on what we've discussed so far? I think you've confirmed to me exactly what I concluded. And because I trust you in April, and I know that you're the exact personification of my ideal end user. So you've affirmed to me that, yes, I need to do what you just said. And I have ideas of how to do that, but it's going to take some time and it's going to take some reflection. So meanwhile, something else emerged. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Or burst into my world. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, this could be good. This could be good, though. So my question is going to be, should I pivot now, keep the dream box on the back burner and keep doing the research and development, but go with this new thing that that serves the same audience, but it gives them immediately what they need. And (laughs) what it is, you were talking about telling stories. And one of the things that I've been told back when I was a youth pastor, I was always great at telling stories. And I believe if you can keep the attention of junior hires who don't want to be in the room, you can tell a story to anybody. <laughs> and so, so I have developed this character called Grandma Goody. And Grandma Goody loves the kiddos. There's <laughs> only two things in the world she loves. She loves kiddos. And she loves to tell the kiddos the Bible stories, but she tells them in a fun way, in an interesting way. And so, so anyway, I was congratulating an editor I had worked with on a project back in 1990 for 30 years at the publishing house. And I happened to say to him, hey, you know, I had this idea for a character that could turn into a kid's Bible project. And he's like, hey, funny thing, we're looking for ideas for kids' Bible projects right now. So he and I hopped on Zoom, and I gave him this, you know, I just introduced the character, I let her be her, and he just, he just loved it. I mean, he responded. So then I ended up deciding to start a YouTube channel, Grandma Goody's Bible Stories, and I have a sample of Meet Grandma Goody one sample of an exciting daytime story. And then the other thing parents need or want is bedtime stories when the kids are getting ready to go to bed. And I had also run into, when I was doing the research on the dream box, the biggest concern I kept reading in the forums was about screen time and our kids being negatively influenced. And so I thought, well, this is a way this could be good screen time. And so I, the response I've gotten, like with will it fly? Like what you said is, for example, I was getting my eyeglasses fixed and I was talking to the young man. He was like 25 and somehow the, the idea came up. And so I kind of just pitched him the, you know, grandma Goody will be there if you want your kiddos to have something good to listen to, you know, and then we'll have it ask grandma Goody so that if they have a question, she can answer it. If you don't know how from the Bible. And he was like, really? And he got so excited. He's like, I have a, a, a four-year-old daughter. The other day, she just asked me, why are we here? She's, he's like, I wish I had grandma Goody that I could Aww. have you tell her. So anyway, I've just, the response has been, and and like I shared it very in a very limited way. I just kind of said, hey, I have this little friend out here, Grandma Goody, why don't you see what you think? And I put it out to maybe, I don't know, my small Facebook personal group without any hype or saying, hey, help me get this out there. I just wanted to see out of the maybe, 
I don't know, 20 people who saw it, four of them shared it immediately. So it's the kind of thing where if I switched to Grandma Goody, what I wanted to do was to have a countdown to Christmas because you said, give them a fast, easy win, get them going. And so I thought between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's like 27 little stories where I tell little bits of like, what's the Christmas star? Just little bits of the Christmas story, but actually tie each one that points back to the real Bible story and show them where to find it. So I'm not I'm not putting spin on it other than to make it interesting. I'm not focusing on a denomination. I'm just pulling out little bits of the stories from the Bible and making it understandable. It's like a cross between Mr. Rogers and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I was literally thinking of Mrs. Doubtfire just now. That's exactly it. And so I had some connections with, I don't know if you're familiar with CBN.com. They're the Christian Broadcasting Network. And I have old connections in this market because I worked in it for 20 years. And so I contacted the guy who who does their digital content and talked about giving him Christmas content that could have a link to this. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I would take, because I've written a lot for them in the past. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, and by the way, we'll put it on our Facebook and our Facebook group has 3 million followers. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> and, and so I'm, I'm thinking my inclination, my gut says pivot since this is, is really hot right now. And the response across the board, every single person that I've shared it with has immediately like their eyes lit up. They laughed. And our dog, Bo, comes into the pictures, too. And they just get, it's like immediate, instant, infectious joy. I love that. I love that. And, and you know, this is a, a unique situation because usually when we talk about pivoting, we talk about a person with a product switching to a different product or a person with a course switching to a different audience, for example. You're speaking to the same audience, but you're, this character is is the one that that is coming out. And I can just hear in the tone of your voice that this and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something that would give you so much joy and passion. It would be something that you would just love to be a part of and and, and, yes. and it would not feel like work to you. Well, and the fun thing about it is it is joy. It's not work, but it's also that immediate sense of I keep remembering the faces of those parents when they were coming out of the parenting conference, which was on a Wednesday night. So they had worked all day and they were tired. And I thought, they need someone to come alongside and help them. Yes, I do agree. You know, it can be dangerous if kids are just on the screen too long. But this would give them an immediate help. It would be parent relief, parent encouragement. They could trust someone to like fill in some of the gaps if they don't have a grandma nearby. You know, it just felt like a, a gift. Yeah, I think all you're saying all the right things to me. And I think that my gut tells me that that's the direction you should go. Not that the dream box is something that needs to go away forever. It, like you said, is on pause right now. And what's really neat is you could build this brand up with this character and build a following and gain more trust with more people such that maybe the dream box comes back and it becomes a little bit more refined and simpler at that point. And now you'll have even more people to test with and validate it with. Pat, I'm laughing because my husband, Pat, is sitting here. and. He just handed me a note that said exactly what you were saying as you were saying it. 
Yes, the pats are on point right now. <laughs> I've got pat on two speakers here. <laughs> yes, is that's my sense is that I can start serving the immediate needs of this audience, getting to know them, getting them to know that they can trust me, refining it. And then when it's ready to be something that won't be a burden, but will be a fun game that can be something easily added. And one question I thought to ask you, about that is I thought it might be a good thing maybe to switch it to where like it's a once a year thing. Like let's do our dream box checkup before we go back to school. So it's a one time a year thing without it feeling like, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I should be. Yeah. I mean, having it be an event where a number of people are participating in this together, you have a community that can all connect with each other to help each other and support each other and share wins with each other and encourage each other often works very, very well. It's a lot more work, but it is something that can be even more fulfilling. And if it is the community aspect that's on top of that, that could work out really well. Yeah. And you gave me the idea with how you handled five days to your best year ever. You just held their hand to get them started. And so I'm thinking, okay, but for now, Grandma Goody is just... Go with Grandma Goody. I love that. Yeah. And so for Christmas... It will be up. I've already mapped out the 27 Christmas stories and I have the three samples up so people can see it and, you know, get to know. And I'm going to I'm going to be putting out at least two posts a week, one bedtime story, one daytime story. And this is going to be on YouTube. It's up right now. OK, good. It's Grandma Goody's Bible story. That's going to be your platform that. And if you combine that with an Instagram account for this character, where you can even connect and speak to people directly through direct messages. I mean, people are going to be blown away, you know, when they get a response from Grandma Goody. And, you know, if maybe somebody has a sick child and, and they would just want to hear words of encouragement, you send that child a quick video, Grandma Goody here, just want to say, I hope you feel better. I mean, wow. I mean, that's going to spread this message faster, too. I love that. I'm just excited. And so it's okay to pivot, right? It's always okay to pivot as long as you're not doing it because you're scared of where you were. That's the big issue with pivoting is you pivot because you came to a hard place and and you're you're scared of taking those next steps even though you know what those are. You know what the next steps are with the dream box. You've discussed them. We've already talked about that today. But this thing is lighting you up. It's going to light more people up. And this dream box can come back. And I imagine that, you know, if you wanted to throw monetization on the YouTube channel, once you get over a thousand subscribers and however many hours of views that you need in order to do that, you could and, and already begin to start supporting yourself monetarily through YouTube and, and the channels there before the product even comes back. So I'm, I'm just excited for you, Connie. I, I hope we can connect again in the near future to kind of check in on Grandma Goody. And uh, what's the YouTube channel? Is it Grandma Goody or? It's Grandma Goody's Bible Stories. And Goody is G-O-O-D-I-E. So Grandma Goody's Bible Stories. Amazing. And you've been so helpful. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I hope that Keone and Kai will check out Grandma Goody and enjoy her during Christmas. We're excited for it. We're excited for it. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out after my calls today. But it's good to connect with you again, Connie. Keep up the good work and just, you know, be that character and, and enjoy the interactions with the people who are going to love you for it. Well, thank you. And our family loves you, Pat, and we appreciate you. Take care, Connie. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed that catch-up with Connie. Neil, Connie, I know you listened to these. Big kudos to you for the big moves that you're making 
big shout out to the other Pat over there on, on your side uh, for confirming a lot of the stuff that I was saying as well. I think that validates the new strategy and I'm excited for grandma goodies and all the good things that are gonna come out of that and just looking forward to it. So we'll have all the links in the show notes and again, just look her up on YouTube. Just what an amazing, amazing new era in your life and the lives of those who you're gonna help. So Connie, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for coming back on to share this info with us and what you've been up to and hope this was inspiring to all you listeners out there. By the way, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do that because we have a number of these in the can already recorded for the upcoming weeks. We're actually gonna bleed a little bit over into 2020 with some of the Where Are They Nows because they're just so good. So many great stories and a lot more results, a lot more traffic coming your way, a lot more money coming your way, like literally 5Xing people's businesses since they've been coached here earlier in the year. I mean, this is this is what it's about and I, and I absolutely love it and I would love to coach you as well, perhaps if uh, we get a chance to do that. And you won't have a chance unless you fill out an application over at askpat.com which will redirect you to a page on the website. And by the way, if you haven't checked it out yet, the new website is looking good. Big shout out to the team over at Authentic with a K and Rafal and all the amazing people there, Daryl, who have helped to make that happen because it's just a beautiful experience there. And I'm just very proud of of what we have to share with you. So check it out, askpat.com. And finally, I appreciate you so much. Everybody who during the year has picked up and supported super fans. Uh, for those of you who have attended FlynnCon, by the way, FlynnCon2.com, if you want to see if there are any tickets left for next year's event in San Diego during the summer in July. And just thank you. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate you. Team Flynn, you're amazing. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.